Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open a nice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the latest mainstream movies and TV shows of the week. This week we break down the HBO Max series that has captivated audiences across America, Euphoria. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Mainstream Boys. It's our second show of season five, six. I don't really know what season we're in anymore. Five. Season five, right, Spencer? Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Season Cinco. Um, yeah, the show where Spencer and I get together on a weekly basis, talk about those new release films, TV shows, talk a little movie news, do a little movie trivia, um, and yeah, just have a good old happy-go-lucky time together on sunday evening talking about movies (laughs) it's 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 a bundle of fun and uh if you're having as much fun as we are then probably not having that much fun but yeah welcome back spencer how you doing today bucky uh, buckaroo okay uh doing doing well um possibly doing better than you are at this moment um but yeah okay <laughs> doing, doing i'm embarrassed okay. I, yeah. I mean to say the least that's all right yeah so uh you excited to talk about uh possibly have quite the euphoric episode oh i see what you did there yeah but you don't don't yeah. jump the gun you know we got some other I mean, stuff they, to cover first it, it, that's true that's true we're not gonna you know we're, we, we're not gonna pop our cherries quite yet um but yeah so do you think we could uh possibly get into the movie trivia tv trivia i don't know what you're gonna give me but uh that'd be a fun section of the show why don't we dive into that uh, okay well uh last night the uh the screen actor guild awards happened sag as some people say um and the uh yeah yeah we'll talk about that a little bit in the movie news but i was taking a look at all of the movies that have won best ensemble which essentially is like best picture for sag um did you watch the broadcast spencer i did not no i you and i were uh excavating uh our own island in oh minecraft right at the time yes um, or yes not, we were very deep euphoria. in minecraft i think we were also watching euphoria but um Most anyways likely. um yeah no so i was taking a look at the history of all the films that have won best cast ensemble and since 2010 technically 11 we'll go with that because starting with the king's speech so that you know i came out in 2010 never saw it there. nope Black and white still ostracized those films at the time. So There have been five yep. films from the cast ensemble to go on and win Best Picture at the Oscars. So usually this is kind so of... So Argo? Good, uh, yep. That was a winner. Yes, Argo was a winner. Can I try to guess them? Can I try to guess? Yeah, yeah that, that's that's where I'm getting at. Is I was going to say, could you... There were there are at least five winners the last, like, I don't know, 12 years of the... Uh, sag ensembles and best picture winners so i wanted to see how many you could try to get i was hoping maybe you could give me three you already got all one. right well i already got one so argo um let me see that was 2012 2013 was one best picture order. order 2014 do you do you just need the best picture winners real quick of the last 12 years well, I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to think of first. And now, because I'm on the spot, I'm blanking. Other than Argo, I, I'm guessing Shape of Water was not one of them. 
Okay. I feel like that didn't win. Um, so I'm not guessing that. Uh, oh, oh, probably Spotlight. I bet that one. Okay. That's two. Um, Can you get one more? That's two. Spotlight. It's probably not Green Book. Not enough actors in that movie. It's another movie that won Best Picture. Oh, um, Moonlight? Probably not Moonlight. No, I'm going to say Moonlight. So no? what are your three answers? Spotlight, Argo, and I'll just go Moonlight. Hmm. Okay, well, you got two out of three. Fuck. Should have gone with Green Book because that was a winner. Really? And yep. Is Shape of Water also one of them? Or Shape no? of Water was not. No, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri was uh, the winner for that. But no, uh, That didn't win Best Picture, did it? No, the, the uh, cast, cast ensemble, Shape of Water, went on to win Best Picture. Oh, I thought you were saying the Best Picture winners were the ones that won Best Cast Ensemble only. So I was only thinking of the winners. Yeah, so five movies from the last 10 years of Best Cast Ensemble from SAG went on to win at the Academy Awards for Best Picture. Okay, gotcha. Silly me. Well, I tried. I think I think you should be impressed with that, though. That was a good outing for me. Yeah, you could have guessed Parasite, Trial of the Chicago 7, Black Panther, Hidden Figures, Spotlight, Birdman... Argo, American Hustle, The Help, King Speech. But oh, last night, Coda was the winner, which is fucking awesome because that puts it, it was. at a pretty high chance of maybe sneaking in at the Best Picture uh, Oscar, which would be amazing because that was both it's of like our a 50% movies. chance. Yeah. Could you imagine? I don't think I've. I think it's honestly had a between fa- Power of the Dog, Coda, or Belfast. And I don't think Belfast is going to do it because it hasn't been winning really anything. Um, and that was kind of the front runner yeah. for a while. It's really just, I, I think it's going to be between Coda and Power of the Dog. And I I would love to see just Coda getting it because it's the most, like, it's the, it's the most feel-good it's movie so of feel the year. Good. It's so feel-good. It's happy. Like, it's uh, inspiring. It's got deaf actors as playing like, as, like, the central characters. It's, it's, it's an amazing movie, and I've seen it literally three times. So if Coda actually goes on and wins, it's probably gonna be one of my favorite best picture winners ever because usually the one that does end up winning best picture is it's like yeah i liked it it was okay yeah but like i've never really like, gonna I'm, go back I can and always watch take it, it or again. leave it uh I, there's only a handful of best picture winners that i really like oh yeah 100 percent. i mean parasite being one of them um i was super thrilled Still on that one it, yeah um but yeah i mean other than that i mean yeah i'd love to see i mean i love shape of water too but yeah i'd love to see coda just kind of sneak in and be like oh shit yeah a feel-good movie can actually win best picture yeah be awesome I've been happy with some of the films that have taken it over the last couple of years. Um, less happy with movies like Moonlight and Green Book taking it because I feel like there were just better overall films those years and they just gave it to the, I don't know, the, the political f- film, which is something that they're known for. But Shape of Water is like a cool movie, like it's something that's actually just like a, a creature feature type situation. Like, and they're given uh, nominations to like Black Panther and Arrival, and this year they gave it to uh, what was that? Didn't what are the nominations this year? There was one movie where I was like, oh okay, really cool. Arrival um, was never nominated for Best Picture. I think it was. Nope, it, it was definitely nominated was. for Best Cinematography. Well, he did nominate like Gravity for Best Picture, which I feel like from it's definitely more of a technical film, but as a as a movie, the story is kind of s- stupid. <laughs> If you actually go back and watch it, you're just like, this is kind of dumb. Um, George Clooney. Oh, wait a second. I, I am, I'm fucking wrong. Yeah. He's shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> for once, I'm actually right. Arrival was nominated yet for Best Picture Directing, Screenplay, Cinematography, Editing, Mixing. Dune is the movie I'm thinking of that seems like it shouldn't get nominated for Best Picture, but it's you know it's just an overall incredible. Well, it was movie, nominated so for Best Picture. Get nominated. I just yeah I don't I, I can't see it going on to win, but I don't know. Right. I, just, I really imagine if Dune do won. Dude. And Troy Costner, the the guy that plays the father. One best supporting actor at SAG last night, so that is also kind of putting him in the lead to possibly win the Golden Globe. And I think he also did win the Golden Globe, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe Cody Smith McPhee won that. I'm not quite sure, but I hope that Troy Costa goes on and wins because that would be awesome. And Coda, I just I want to see Coda succeed. Yeah, so I guess we could probably skip the box office, Spencer, because it's the exact same. Because it doesn't matter. Last week. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Uncharted, it's the same. Dog with Channing Tatum, Spider Man No Way Home, Death on the. I don't know what Death on the Nile is. You know what that is? Yeah, the Murder on the Orient Express, the movie with Kenneth Branagh and Johnny Depp, uh, uh, Judy Dench. The movie was bad. Daisy Ridley. Did you see it? I don't know. I did watch that. I think it's, I saw it in theaters. Well, Death on the Nile is the sequel, so it's you know. Oh, are it the same actors and every well. No, it's a different cast, but uh, it still has the the detective guy played by Kenneth Branagh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I might have to check that out. I don't know. I like I like a little I think mystery every in now it, and then. You know? Army Hammer, <gasps> uh, Lupita. Uh, no, she's not in it. I don't know. But yeah, no. Kevonjane Wallace. No. No. Has she been in anything since Beast of the Southern Wild? <laughs> She Anything, was in nothing, Annie, probably. the 2014 film, uh, the remake, and then I think she <sighs> was in a TV show somewhat recently. I just don't know the name of it, but uh, she hasn't been doing a whole lot of um, acting, I guess, but yeah. Well, she was nominated for an Oscar at eight years old, so I mean, you don't really need to do anything ever again. So do you have, was, did you already say your news story? That was your trivia. Oh, I need to give you a trivia question, Spencer. Shall I? Do Shall you, I do that? You can try. I do. Um, I want you to give me five Cat That's Dennings gonna the, films. It's going to be the same fucking thing again. <laughs> <laughs> give me a bunch of fucking movies that this person's in. She's not even in like movies, though. She's in TV shows. Five Cat Dennings films, Spencer. Thor. You can do it. Five. Uh, Nick oh, you said, I thought you said four. Infinite Playlist. Yeah. Yeah, that's two. Thor the Dark World. No, you can't say that. It's a sequel. We know the rules. <coughs> you can do this. Come on. She's she's definitely uh, a side character in some in some big films. Maybe not so big, funny. but how the fuck do you know that? How do you know that? <laughs> I know that Emma, when did you, you know even Emma watch Stone that movie? Is, you know that Emma Stone's also in that movie? I did not know that. No. Yeah, I, Emma I Stone plays that. like one of the uh the roommates. I think she even has like a smaller role than Cat Denning Kent. Whatever her name is. Unbelievable. I cannot believe you just got that. All right. Uh, name one more because she's really not in anything else. <laughs> uh, was she in The 40-Year-Old Virgin? Yeah. That's right. Yes. That's right. How the f- That's like all the movies. She's not in anything else. That's she's it. She's just stuff. in TV shows. and Two, bur- two not bur- really. girls. She's in WandaVision. But she plays the same character. Big Mama's so house maybe too. I can't do that. All right, yeah. Congrats, you did it again. I th- see. This is why I'm going to keep giving you stupid ones like that because I will stump you eventually. Fucking Cat Dennings, and you still got it. You named the four films that she's been in since 2008. How the <laughs> fuck did you do that? 
What's the show? She's in a brand new show as well. Maybe we should just fucking start watching that. It's on Hulu. Dollface? Brenda Brenda Song. Yeah, Dollface. I just see commercials. I like Brenda Song. After breaking up with her longtime boyfriend, a woman tries to reconnect with the friends she lost during the relationship. Oh, that could have some some conflict to talk about, you know? That's a 7.4 on IMDb. Holy shit. I mean, that's better than most movies we watch. Maybe you should check it out. I probably won't. Okay. If you think we should watch Dollface, let us know, because we probably won't watch it. So, Okay, Spencer, uh, let's get into the movie news segment here. Uh, you got a story for me? The only thing that came up that was uh, of note, Indiana Jones 5 wrapped filming. Harrison Ford is like 83, 84. How old is Harrison Ford? Do do a quick Google search. Alexa, how old is Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford is 79 years old. Okay, he's 79 years old. And he's still playing this character, Indiana Jones. And every set photo that gets released, it's just like it's him, just kind of on the sidelines, just looking, just miserable. falling asleep, just like <laughs> fucking kill me, <laughs> like every single set photo from this film. But I mean, I think Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct it. He was like lined up, and uh, they even delayed it so uh, he could be free to start filming it because I think he was going to go and start filming this right after West Side Story. But just randomly, like a year or so ago, he's like, all right, I'm not going to direct this. Uh, I'm going to hire someone else. And they brought in James Probably Mansfield, a good choice on his part. Who, uh, did oh, Ford Logan Ferrari, director. Did Logan. Did 310 to Yuma. Did, he's done uh, some, some mm. great films. But he came in to direct Indiana Jones 5. So that does, you know, that does interest me. I do. I am very curious to see what they're going to do with the story. But like. They're going to kill him. He will die. How do you not kill Harrison Ford? That off in or this movie? he's it, gonna like. I don't know if you remember the end of Indiana Jones Four in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. I never, Skulls. I've never seen it. Never, never seen never it with it. Uh, Shia LaBeouf as Indiana Jones's son. Are you, wait, no, have, I heard there were aliens seen, in it. You've never seen an Indiana Jones movie, have you? Oh no, I've seen all of them many times. Okay, so you have. Seen I the grew first up three. watching those. Okay, you just never yeah, saw oh, the yeah. fourth one that came out in uh, like two thousand eight or so. N- never cared to watch it. Yeah, no. Don't need to watch it. Um, for you sure. can spoil it's, it for me if you want. It's not good. Well, the the ending <laughs> essentially was like um, Harrison Ford, who's uh, or Indiana Jones, he got married to uh, like his longtime lover, uh, and then he's walking out of the church, and like the hat blows off like the coat rack or something, and like it goes to Shia LaBeouf's feet. And like Shia like, bends down, like picks up the hat, looks at it, and is like about to put it on his head. And then Harrison Ford just walks by as he's like walking down the aisle, just grabs the hat from him and just puts it back on his head and just keeps walking. <laughs> so it's like he was about to pass the torch, and like that's like what they're setting up. And then Harrison Ford was like, "No, fuck you!" Just Prince puts the hat back on. So it's like, okay, so he didn't pass the torch because then like you know the speculation was like, oh yeah, Shia LaBeouf, he's young, he's like what twenty three when he was filming the movie, like we're just and gonna he was have still like Shia cool LaBeouf coming and and yeah, like he was from Transformers and you know, Eagle Eye or Star not a complete like, like social pariah. Um, and so he it was like okay maybe he's gonna like you know take the reins, but that obviously is not panning out. And this one, there's a chance that that could happen to a different person. And maybe he passes. Who's it down the other actor else. in the in in this upcoming film other than Harrison Ford? Who's, who's the young gun that's 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 uh, in the film? Phoebe Waller Bridge is in it, and it looks like she kind of has a big role in the film. 
Um, Phoebe Waller Bridge. She's that's from, a, that's an actual name from, of a human being. Uh, Fleabag. She's from. She was a screenwriter for No Time to Die. Um, wow. Okay. But it also has Mads Mikkelsen in it, so it's like, <laughs> let's fucking go. <laughs> it's Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. So yeah, no, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just like let Harrison Ford retire. Let him just kick back on a beach. With some beers or with something with his his wife Clarissa Flockhart, just let him just chill. Like <laughs> maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he no, he wants to relive want the golden days. You know, and making a whole bunch of money, but just like or he was contractually obligated to do this film, and they put it off since Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, when he probably felt like his reputation was destroyed. But then again, like if James Mangold and there's a good like script behind it, maybe he's like, all right, whatever. Okay, uh, I do have a story for you. It's a little bit different. Um, you've probably heard about this, but you know Tom Brady retired, right? Yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're gonna talk about. Yeah. This movie actually sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Okay, it's it's a uh, it's a true story about a group of like older women that are like big Tom Brady fans, and they like go on a road trip to go to Super Bowl Fifty One, and it has Sally Hawkins, Jane Fonda. I'm sorry, no, not Sally Hawkins, Sally Field. Uh, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Kyle Marvin is the director, I think. Is that I think name? Rita Moreno no. is also in it. Um, yeah, so kind of a fun cast. Who doesn't like uh, Sally Field and Jane Fonda? Speaking of, this is where I leave you. I guess so. That could be fun, right? It could be cute. And the, literally the best Super Bowl of all time. I mean, it should be a good little kind of Was that the Falcons? comedy with... Yeah, it was the Falcons game. So uh, okay. they yeah, went to this the game they and come back and and win it. That could be interesting though, like how they have that scene play out in the film. I mean, that could be kind of fun. Like how much of the actual? It, I'm sure it's going to be mostly about yeah. like these women and stuff, and just but like again, yeah, no, like how much the, of the actual game are they going to maybe like are they going to recreate it? Are they going to? Because Tom Brady's going to star in the film as himself, and he's producing the film. So like, are they? Yeah. Gonna so how how footage? much Tom Brady we're really going to get is the question. Like, I just wonder. Probably like, not I'm, a lot. I mean, did you ever see uh, Fighting for My Family? <laughs> like the one with The Rock? Uh, and he had like Florence two scenes, Pugh, maybe. Uh, like the wrestling movie or biopic of Paige, whatever her last name is. Um, but yeah, no, like The Rock is like front and center in all the marketing. And uh, he literally is in it for like less than five minutes and he plays himself. Yeah. yeah. And he just does his like famous like catchphrases. But. I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. But he's going to produce it at least. He's going to take that, uh, take that role, and um, I think he's going to produce a lot of other films. He's going to get. In, he wants to he's, be in dude, the movie business for sure, and he's not a good actor. I mean, just the one scene. Oh, you in, don't know uh, that. That Paul Rudd TV show where he plays two characters. Uh, I forget. The I name don't think I've seen that. Oh, the show. Oh my god. Is it the Apple TV Plus show? No, it's a Netflix show. Living with yourself. It's called Living with Yourself. Okay. Paul Rudd Never like, always, like accidentally clones himself. But as he pulls up to the cloning facility, uh, he sees someone walk out and it's Tom Brady. And so Tom Brady, <laughs> like he, he doesn't say anything. Tom Brady just looks at Paul Rudd, but it's the worst acting I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's so bad. I know, but it's incredible. At least he looks like Michael C. Hall. He has that over, you know, if if his acting talent isn't very good, at least he's handsome. I you know, and that's so. that's really all he needs to be there for is just because he's handsome and really good at football and a role model for a lot of people, including apparently Jane Fonda and Sally Hawkins. So I think it could be a fun little comedy and if we get a little bit of 
Tom Brady in there. I, I just don't know how they would include him in any comedic fashion because they're literally going to see him play football. So, like, did they actually interact in real life? Probably not. So, I'm not really sure. But he has comedic talent. Like, he was on SNL once, and it was some of the best bits I've ever seen was him on Saturday Night Live. He's hilarious in I that. I so. Peyton Manning was the funnier one. He is the funnier one. Like, he... he the skit he definitely has like, better uh, like with like TV personality. Football with a bunch of kids. Uh, the United Way like, commercial. <laughs> just like pegs the like, kid in the back of the head with the football. He's like, the fuck. He's like, come on, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> Go sit in the porter potty. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's uh, an amazing fucking that. Yeah, so good. But there's also the, the sorry. This is just another one where Tom Brady. He's at like a carnival and he's trying to play like the game where you knock over things with a football. Or, like, you have to throw a football through a hole, and he can't fucking do it. Like, every time he throws it, he can't do it. And then there's, like, a woman in a wheelchair that comes over. He does it first try. Like, he's just like, oh, man, I want to win the bunny. <laughs> he can't get the ball through the hole. There's another one, too, where I think it's, like, a Dick's it's Sporting so good. Goods commercial where Tom Brady, like, is trying to buy something. And the guy's like, I can't understand a word you're saying. Like, is it the Boston accent? He's like, I don't even have an accent. He's like, I can't He's from California. word you're saying. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah that's great but tom brady didn't do yeah that. tommy yeah. boy tom brady yeah. yeah movies tom brady i think it's time to talk about the new release films of the week maybe quickly because nothing came out as we know nothing um other than what spencer that you watched <laughs> there was a film that hulu. came out on hulu yeah it was called no exit but you please tell me you about didn't it didn't watch this movie i i take it you uh did not get around to it no nope. around to it that's fine all right, no. so I did check out No Exit um, because yeah, it was like pretty much the only film that came out this weekend, and it was on Hulu, and it was like ninety-five minutes, and it was a psychological thriller. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll watch it. And plus, it takes place during a blizzard, and I was up on like a ski vacation, so it was kind of like the perfect setting because it also snowed the entire day. It kind of was a blizzard outside, so I I was watching it in the right environment. So I was like, okay, I'll check this out. So I didn't know anything about it. I just knew that it was a new release film that came out. I didn't know the reviews. I didn't know the plot. I just knew it was kind of like a psychological thriller during a blizzard. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. The only actor of note, maybe not say that, but the only actor I think you'd recognize in this movie is the Allstate guy. Dennis, um, <laughs> what's his name? Haysbert. <laughs> He's, You're in our hands. Yeah. What is he? He has like a really deep, 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 deep voice that's very voice. recognizable. Yes. He's also the president in uh, 24, the TV show. Um, oh, dude, I, that's yeah, a you, great you show. And yeah, they took it off. Well, they took Amazon it off Netflix when Netflix I was Netflix when you were deep in binging it. Yep, I remember <sighs> that. Uh, that was like damn. one of the first TV shows I ever watched. Like I got through, I think most. That's of, probably the most binge-worthy six, TV seasons. show. Ever. I used to really like it. I mean, I don't know how much it holds up now, but I just remember him from being in the show as the president. I don't think I had seen him in anything else since besides the Allstate commercials. <clears throat> the Allstate commercials. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was curious to check it out. So it takes place. It's during a blizzard and stranded at an isolated highway rest stop in the mountains. A college student discovers a kidnapped child hidden in the car belonging to one of the people inside. So there's like a mm-hmm. bunch of people. It's like kind of heatfully style during a snowstorm. They seek this like, uh, like the, like info rest center or something like you see on the side of the highway. Uh, and there's yep, just like yep. a group of people inside, and this like drug addict girl, uh, who's trying to get home, is kind of caught in the middle of this kidnapping. And one of the people, one of the 
people inside. She has to figure it out. It, it's very predictable. You can pretty what much is, guess who it is right away. <laughs> and it's like, what is what is the All States guy's role in the film? He's just one of the guys. He's there with his uh, wife. Uh, he used to be mm-hmm. a Marine, and he is um, suspicious of some activity as well going on. Uh, he's just like, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, something off is happening, and um, that's really it. I mean, that's really all he does in the movie. <laughs> he doesn't really do much. Besides okay, just kind of like speculate. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you're looking for just like quick late night thrills, I think this will suffice. I mean, it, it's got some t- got moments where it's 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 solid, but like I said, good it, tension. It's just predictable. I mean, like you literally know who it is by like the first scene. I'm just like, okay. And then there's another twist, maybe like 20 minutes later, where it's like, oh, okay, so there, there might be more than one person involved. Mm. And then characters just continue to make the stupidest fucking decisions possible. It's one of those movies, too, where like you almost want to shout at the screen. It's like, no, if you fucking do this, it's over. You're done. You're good. You're safe. Yeah. Just do this one thing, <laughs> and you're fine. And they just do the fucking exact opposite just to keep the movie going. It's like, no, you fucking idiot. Uh, so there's plenty of that in the movie as well. Um, I just was hoping it was going to be more of like a smart psychological thriller. I mean, we mentioned James Mansgold, who directed Indiana Jones 5 and all the other films that he directed. He did a movie called Identity in 2003. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Uh, it has like no, John Cusack, that's... Amanda Peet, Ray Liotta. Uh, it's got some other people in the movie as well. Um, but it's like kind of the... similar. It's like a group of people during a storm are trapped at this like motel and then they discover a body and it's kind of like who here is the killer because it's a storm no one else is here and then it kind of keeps it kind of goes down like rabbit holes of each character so like it throws the audience off it's it, it's constantly like keeping you guessing and it's one of those movies you can't figure out either it's just like it just goes there uh so it sounds like hateful eight it, yeah it's like, a little bit like the hateful eight exact too. kind of premise you know um, which i i love those type of dialogue heavy movies that are mysterious and and this one is just more it felt like just kind of like a a streaming movie where it's just like okay yeah i watched it it was it was fine it was it was okay i just it wasn't it didn't have the 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 substance that all these other movies that where you've seen like similar type movies like hateful eight like movies we just mentioned identity it, it it had like it was you could tell it was inspired by those films but it just wasn't as unique as you may have hoped um but i mean there's some solid scenes of tension it, it's well shot at times um there is like one scene that was like kind of unnerving um but other than that i don't know i just i don't think you really need to check it out but if you're if you are looking for like a a quick movie to watch really like late at night and you just want to like be kind of on the edge of your seat or you know maybe kind of like all right grasp hold my attention just a little bit maybe you can check it out it's 95 minutes but yeah two and a half out of five. the uh the the atmosphere you're you're describing like the place like you're basically in a, in a cabin like you're all right you showed me pictures of where you were where it was like basically blizzard conditions so like i totally understand why you feel like this movie was like a solid choice yeah. other than just being a new release like i was film, actually but... cold inside of the house while like the winds were going on outside and it was like literally oh, wow. it was like honestly like a 4d experience <laughs> it's like i'm actually feeling that's, this um that's pretty cool i just wish you know i wish the story was as uh as entertaining like you think you you wrote back you're like uh when i told you the movie and you're like oh like it's like the oh no no, no. i sent you the photo of where it was and you're like oh that's like the lodge where it's like you're like yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah maybe they should have watched that movie or something but 
Yeah. That's that movie was very unsettling. I think I remember liking it a little more than you guys because I just think that concept is so freaky. Um but Yeah. Yeah, okay, I probably won't watch it, but Don't if you're looking for a new release movie of the week, I mean that's pretty much all you have available to you unless you want to go to the theaters, watch Uncharted or Channing Tatum with a dog. So I think that honestly I think um, the only new release movie that came out was uh a movie called Studio Six Six Six, which is like a Foo Fighters horror movie that came into theaters. Was it stars the band of the Foo Fighters trying to record in a haunted house, and it's like an actual horror movie with like actors. Um, that okay? If yeah. I was a Foo Fighters fan, then maybe <laughs> exactly. that would if be you're cool. A Foo but I'm really not it, a Foo Fighters it fan. It was number six in the box office, so not a lot of people went and saw it. Uh, and then there was a re-release of The Godfather, uh, like the saw that. I was like, what? Yeah, okay. which was like eleventh <laughs> in the box office. I think it may have just been like an Never AMC seen or it. Regal exclusive or something, but. Um, oh man, that would have been a great opportunity to go and was it in three D? Godfather three D. You would only hope so, but it's not two thousand thirteen anymore. Thank God, uh, where everything no, was being released in three D. Um, yeah, Titanic, Jurassic Park made sense, but I was like, yeah. Why? But no, I mean it was yeah. it was definitely a slow week. Not a lot of movies to co- to cover, but you know this was the only one, and it had some interest but i mean reading other reviews now that i have seen it i checked out what other people were saying and people seem to be kind of similar feeling where i am at i mean it's got a 3.1 on letterboxd i think it's got a 6.1 on imdb so like very lukewarm it has some good it has good stuff to it it just it's predictable and at one point it's honestly laughable but yeah okay that's it fair enough okay does the all-state guy make it through the movie off podcast no he gets shot in the fucking chest <laughs> i'm gonna keep that in come on <laughs> he gets shot in the fucking chest really oh man he better have, i hope he had insurance yeah um <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for movies but uh we do have quite the popular and polarizing tv show to get into um zendaya hunter schaefer Cassie, Sydney Sweeney, um, who else is in this fucking show? Um, Eric my kid Dane. from Paper Towns is in it. Uh, uh, Eric, Nate Jacobs. Uh, that's the character. That's the character's name. name. <laughs> the guy from Kissing, Kissing Booth, Booth Three. Yeah, Kissing Booth Kid. <laughs> I don't know. Jacob. I, I don't know his Jacob fucking something, name, dude. But um, Jacob Tremblay. Um, the girl. Gia's her sister whatever it's euphoria it's on hbo max if you haven't seen it then where the hell have you been because this has been one of like the most popular shows over the last eight weeks um i mean i was really into it when it originally came out and i feel like nobody knew about it i felt like i was doing something wrong and i felt dirty for watching it at the time like okay this was like just a very niche show that was just like really dark and gritty and weird and um I just feel like nobody was watching except you and me, you know? And when I recommended it to the people, they were like, what? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like every single person I think I, is talking about this fucking show. I, I checked out the first season, I think maybe when they were uh, four or five episodes in to the first season. I finally was like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll see, what, see what's well, up Well, episode show. one, I was like, I'm in. Um, yeah, no, I definitely didn't watch it when it first premiered. I, I waited for a couple of weeks to i think i think maybe even you were one of them that was like hey you should watch euphoria um and yeah it was a show that i think i watched like the first four or five episodes back to back to back i was like okay yeah i gotta go through them because it is one of those shows where it's just like damn this is 
it's going different. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's graphic. It's it's showing some ugly sides of uh, humanity. It's uh, it's very it's done in a very like artistic style. It's very cinematic in a way because I mean it's shot on film. Like what TV show shoots on film anymore? It's very rare. I mean, really, only HBO will do that stuff. It was interesting for sure. I mean, the fact that they also had an all star cast um, definitely helped. And um, yeah, I, I honestly wasn't. They even... do and they don't. Like they they've become an all star cast over the last like several months. I feel like obviously Zendaya and Sydney Sweeney has been True, on the, at the rise. Time, but but yeah, we, other we, than yeah, that, we knew who Zendaya was at the time. We knew who Sydney Sweeney was at the time as well because of Everything Sucks. We were one of the only people in the world to watch Everything Sucks. <laughs> and I still am. Really I'm still like, uh, like I'm hurt that they canceled that TV show. It's a bummer. Like, it, yeah, it was it was a it's fun, a real shame. It was a fun show, but yeah, no, and and also. Maddie, the girl, Maude Apatow. Uh, Can't forget her. Yeah, we remember Maude Apatow because we all see that's a big Apatow name. Films, um, and then Maddie, the girl uh, who plays Maddie, I forget her name, but she was in the film called Waves, where she plays the girlfriend of the main character. Oh my, um, my favorite movie. So of it's that like year, I had seen all these actors before in in other roles. So yeah, they definitely became an all star cast for sure after season two. Um, but yeah, no, for that mainstream looked, audience though, I feel like not so much, but. Now, I mean, dude, Zendaya's huge. She's freaking Mary Jane, you know? So, but yeah, season two of, of Euphoria. Wow. I mean, season one was pretty crazy. I need to go, honestly, back and rewatch it. I feel like most people who are, like, really into the show now probably recently watched season one and then dove into season two. But for me, it had been a while. And then they kind of, they cherry, like, they dropped those Christmas specials that you didn't watch, but... They're very dialogue heavy. They're an hour or so long each, and it really dives into Jules and uh, Rue's character. And uh, it does kind of set you up because you get to kind of meet her um, drug counselor guy. I forget his name, but um, that guy, you see a lot of him. And he's one of those really interesting characters as well that that Rue just fucking ruins this season i felt so bad for the guy um but yeah i mean i th- I think those are worth watching like if if for some reason you haven't watched season two like you should watch those little specials because they're pretty great like i think you should watch them anyway but uh yeah this show is fucking crazy spencer um season two what did you think i mean i definitely look forward to it every single week it's got that weekly drop where y- you watch it every sunday night then you got a full week to kind of digest it and then Bam, mm-hmm. new episode. I love that format. I mean, when binge watching came out and like the whole season drops at once, like that was exciting. It was like, okay, cool, yeah, we can watch the whole show when we want to. But then I found out a pattern with myself is like I watch three or four episodes and I'm like, all right, and I just tune out and never finish it. That's so many shows I've left unfinished because of that. When it goes weekly, I'm like, shit, okay, I got to keep up with it. And like I said, it gives you something to look forward to. And Euphoria became that for me this past week. I mean, because we had it with Dexter like a month or so ago. Uh, we're in new episodes. Like, okay, Sunday night, Dexter. Yeah. And yep. Euphoria literally. Peacemaker. Yeah, I think it, yeah, Peacemaker. Yeah, every single mm-hmm. uh, Thursday. It's like, oh, yeah, I got a new episode of Peacemaker to watch. And then uh, it was, uh, I think, at the end of Dexter, the next day was the season premiere of Euphoria season two. So. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even kind of aware that it was coming out. I mean, I knew that they had filmed it and it was coming out soon. I just didn't know that it was dropping like that day. Uh, and then I think you and I were like, all right, before season two, like I, I remember liking season one. That was a good show. And this show over the last eight <laughs> weeks have has literally become like 
HBO Max is, or HBO in general, the second most watched show of all time. It's the number one show that's like the most tweeted about show of all time. So it's yeah, it's blown. People are obsessed with Euphoria. Up and it's insane. Like I literally haven't. I don't know. I just <laughs> did not expect that to happen at all. And it's I think it's deserving because season two is a whole different beast than season one, from what I remember. And I think that has to do with the director, the writer, Sam Levinson. He wrote and directed every single episode, where season one, I think they had multiple directors. I think maybe like four directors in total. Definitely definitely a couple, yeah. Out of eight episodes. Sam, so he, sure. Sam Levinson did a couple of them, but he didn't do all of them. He did all of them here, and it really shows because it, it goes on so many like different side tangents. It It has like episodes where like the first 20 minutes or half an episode will just be like a random origin backstory for a character uh and then it also just have other very like character uh, character central episodes as well and it was all done with a Levinson. very unique style yeah it was just very very different and 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 cool he writes he writes circles around these characters. I think he's so obsessive with these characters. There has to be some sort of backstory with him where just like Lexi's play where she's writing about her life, he must be ha- he must have something. Otherwise his head is just I don't know what the fuck's going on in his head because this show is is pretty wild. Um but I you know I really do like the structure of this show cuz there's a lot of episodes where you're just kind of confused in the beginning like what the hell is going on here? Like what? It ends up being like this 20 30 minute tangent on eric dane's like yeah that's uh, like exactly what I was about to say. adolescence yeah. and stuff like that it opens um, with like 20 they, minutes of yeah like him in high school like the dad of nate jacobs yeah. in high school and just to show what his life was like and and uh his what he's held in for so many years yeah it's like that backstory of that episode of the governor and walking dead remember that so like the last episode you watched <laughs> i think I you mentioned that like a couple that, weeks but ago i'm sure they've they've done that um, they did like the same thing where it was like uh, an entire episode about the backstory of the fucking governor to yeah, make but you with, like him. With The and... Walking Dead, where you have like sixty-seven episodes a season, uh, I mean, yeah, so it's, you can it, do that. It's almost like a there's eight episodes. It's like displaced here because you have exactly. So it's like, shouldn't we be with Rue and Jules right now? No, we're with fucking Eric Dane. I mean, like that was like the, <laughs> the cow. Like, that's, that's the thing though with season two. I do like that the show does that, and it really does like deep dives on some of the characters. But then it'll also do stuff to the where it's like, really? Like, the last episode of the finale, like, do we, did we really need, like, a 27-minute scene of Elliot playing the guitar for, for Rue? Like, it lasted so long. I was like, why? Like, let's go, let's go to more Cassie and Maddie fighting in the bathroom. Like, I want to see that again. Like, I want to see some more, uh, like, other characters dealing with some stuff. I don't. I don't know. I mean, Elliot hadn't been in the show for like four episodes at that point, so they had to give him something to do. The tattoo is real, by the way. I saw him on a talk no, no, show. Yeah, he's it's real. He's actually I, a I thought it might have not well. been real, but uh, like he's just a music good singer. Yeah, he anyway, was great. But um, it was like when they had Podrick sing in Game of Thrones. I was like, oh my god, he can sing! Wow, or Ed Sheeran <laughs> or whatever. Um, oh my fucking god! Just, just turn turn the goddamn show off and delete HBO Max off Aaron your Rogers fucking Roku. As well. um, no, oh, uh, Jesus. Th- there are scenes though where yeah, it's just like this is going on for a very long time. Like I think there was there was a scene uh, in one of the episodes where Rue is kind of just freaking out, um, having like withdrawals or something, and it was like 
30 minutes of her just screaming at her parents, Destroying at her sister. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just like, holy fuck, like, this is going to go on for like, 25 minutes straight. That episode was like the culmination of her, like, Rue at the ultimate low of lows, but at like the highest of highs in terms of like her character and Euphoria getting to the point where it like everything was kind of leading up to her like insane blow up and like i was so uncomfortable that entire episode like you are on the edge of your seat like you're just like oh my god like is she gonna like hurt her mom and like then your her sister gia is just like sobbing the entire time she's walking into like almost getting hit by cars stealing things like that episode just went a mile a minute and like you're even worried that her freaking drug dealer was gonna kill her like it was yeah that, madness i think that was episode madness five i think it was episode yeah. five yeah no that was probably one of the most unnerving intense episodes or just an hour of tv i think i've spent it hit the boiling point it, it was it, it like insane. holy yeah, shit and, like, and of course like the best scene for me in this entire show is whenever cassie gets like shit thrown at her because she deserves it oh i totally forgot that uh, was in that yeah, same episode like, on the stairs <laughs> so... and like the one time cassie's actually saying something nice <laughs> like it's okay Rue. like just take it one day at a time and just she just how long have you been fucking like, nate jacobs yeah, how long have you been Cassie? fucking nate jacobs <laughs> it's the best just ruins oh it oh just ugh, i hate cassie so much i just i hate cassie she's not meant so to be like Who's worse though, her or Cat? Cassie. Who's a worse human being? Cassie. Who's a worse human being? You. Th- hmm. I don't know. That scene in the restaurant with Cat, which was basically her only scene in the entire show, oh, made me think that she repulsive. was just a despicable human being. Like, and there's a lot of people to hate in this show. Like, for many different reasons. I think every you can character hate is for some unlikable of the she does. in their own ways. I mean, Lexi might be the only one that I'm that I'm completely just rooting for because she's a badass. But Lexi and Jules, I mean, yeah, no, I, Jules is great. Um, she means well for everything she does. Yeah, for the yeah, most part, every for her. But yeah. yeah, most. I mean, everyone else. Yeah, they they are all pretty unlikable characters, <laughs> but it works. It's like a better version of the Bling Ring sure i guess <laughs> you know like that movie that i watched so many times over no matter what i still give it a d minus because i fucking hate everybody in that movie but this is like a much more exaggerated version of despicable people that for some reason you care about or you just want to you want to find out what the hell happens with all of them nate jacobs though i feel like we should unpack that character because he Goddamn. i mean he's I the mean, definition of sociopath just rooted in evil from the very beginning borderline psychopath <laughs> but i mean I, yeah. I mean yeah probably psychopath uh but just the way he manipulates people and like the way he is like so alpha male and like he's so like uncomfortable Such a dark human being like people like uh, with the play and stuff like he was just like so mad and uncomfortable and the whole time you're just like flipping him off on your couch it's like fuck you nate jacobs you deserve this um <laughs> but i the, the one thing i will say though about nate jacobs and the actor that plays him because we've only seen him in the kissing booth movies and the kissing booth movies have been just kind of like the butt of the joke <laughs> with all of our podcasts uh yeah where we basically. have two 
full episodes on the Kissing Booth 2 and 3. Um, and those are just terrible movies with horrible acting and everything. But I will say he is actually a good actor. And he did some stuff in the show where I think he showcases it really well. And it was that one scene in the finale when he confronts his dad in the warehouse. I was like, mm-hmm. he's doing some good shit here with acting performance-wise. Uh, and it was cool to see him play this type of character because he does such a great job of really just making you hate him so much and wanting to just drown him in a puddle. Uh, and Cal's horrible. Oh, sorry. I was saying that scene story-wise, I'd never seen Cal's character seem so small in that moment. True. Like yeah. Nate seemed like he was towering over him even before. Well, we knew he had a gun, but even before Cal knew he had a gun, I was like, Dude, is he going to kill all these people? Like, it just seemed like, again, like, the whole show is leading to these, like, Rue, or not Rue, uh, Cassie and Rue and Nate's boiling points are all just, like, like, the water's boiling over on these characters, and that was, like, the moment. You thought he was going to kill him, but he's a little smarter than you come to expect. Right. You know, he's really, like, it's all about revenge with him, like, when he gives Jules the But yeah, uh, but the that's DVD the other thing, it's like, when he has that moment too. with Jules... Uh, it's like the one moment where you're just like, okay, maybe he isn't that bad because that was like a a nice gesture of like, Hey, like at least I'll give you this. But I mean, you find out, I mean, it's probably on that flash drive that he just gave to the cops. It definitely is. hundred percent is. So maybe like he definitely had alternative plans. So he's not, but they, they, they sprinkle that scene in there where you're just like, wait a second. After all the horrible shit that this guy's done, like did his dad leaving maybe, help <laughs> like did it maybe like push him to do like something good because uh, that, that one scene with jewels where it's just like, like okay like he's not gonna blackmail her he's not gonna do anything crazy he's just gonna give it to her and let her destroy it good good for him but nope he's got other plans i think he feels responsible because that is to the fault of his father who he is so disappointed and, and enraged by so like that that is like the one situation where he felt like he had to do some amends i guess in in his father's i don't know for his father's actions like but he's just a obviously a bad person like terrible person. and i don't know if it's it's not his fault but i mean the scene with maddie was pretty terrifying too like she finally saw like his true colors with the russian moment, roulette scene was, that was so messed up yeah to get to get the, I guess it, to get that DVD, which I didn't even realize she had, but yikes! Yeah, yeah that was that was pretty. Totally crazy. forgot about that scene. Jeez, so just said that, but uh, that scene was terrifying. Wasn't there like no bullets in the gun? And he was like, "Oh, I was just kidding, like no bullets." I don't think so. That's what he said. I, don't, I mean, I remember he did. He remember he said that. He's like, "I was just kidding. There's no bullets in the gun." And he showed her. But I, re- I, I, I thought I remember a like insert shot where he was loading the gun. I don't know. Uh, I'm almost positive there was. I feel like there was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, this show is just, it, it, it's taken the world by storm and for good reason, because I think this does get people talking. I mean, it shows true colors on drug addiction and the withdrawals. I mean, I know, th- uh, that it's impacted the underlying story. A lot. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, y- you don't see this type of stuff in such a huge mainstream show like this on, I mean, HBO, um, and not to mention, it's like mainly kids, <laughs> like that. Uh, this show they're high schoolers. Around. Yeah, they're high schoolers, I mean, even shit, though they're man. twenty-five, thirty-year-olds playing high schoolers, uh, where they're fully 
like formed adults. <laughs> Dude, you see, a, you, see, you see a high schooler these days, they look like they're 11 years exactly. old. We don't they realize look, that high schoolers are like, like young children. as shit. Yeah, because they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they yeah. are. They're, they're kids. But yeah, no, people show... don't look like Sydney Sweeney in high school. Yeah, like I'm sorry, look like that, like, like Nick Jacobs either, who like has like five o'clock shadow every single day, like seven feet tall, like seven feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit. Yeah, so that, that that's the thing though with Euphoria. I mean, season one came out in 2019. Season two came out 2022. Season three is probably going to be 2024. 20. That's what I heard. Um, it's it's probably going to be that. So. Yeah, they're gonna be in college now. They're gonna be literally in their thirties. The actors they can't play <laughs> high schoolers anymore. So it's like, what are they gonna do with season three? Like that's what I'm now curious I don't about. Know. Um, because like it's like, where does the story go? After rewatching the finale like a couple hours ago, I think that season two is kind of like a perfect ending for the characters. I mean, there's like, but there is lines too where Cassie and Maddie were like, Maddie says. Oh, this is just the beginning, and then gets out and like walks out of the bathroom. Uh, so it's like she's gonna continue to torment Cassie, but I don't know. There's certain character storylines that you could potentially say, okay, I guess that's tied up, but All there's a lot of other ones way. that you haven't. All of I don't think do. so. They don't like, as in like they don't have to, because yeah, Fez, yeah, he's gonna go to jail for sure. Rue and Jules are probably going to be fine. They might be friends, maybe not. Either but way, it's she okay. even had that narration at the end. Was like, oh yeah, I'd like to think that Jules was my first love. However, I'm not sure if that's true because I was high during most of it, and was basically you know saying was like, happen? I'm not going to be with Jules anymore. Like that's Jules is over. That's what she was saying. Yeah, and I was upset by it, but I I was expecting her to get snatched up by that like drug cartel at the end. I was there. thinking maybe that was going to happen too. Yeah, I was. Like, <laughs> I was dude, that's not. the one storyline that's like. She really threatened her. She was like, hey, by the way, Rue, if you screw me, like, I'll send you into sex slavery. Yeah, it was And terrifying. she was like, all right, all right, yeah. Um, and then she didn't, which... Well, she tried to, like that, but that... just Rue escaped <laughs> and uh, and got out of it. Oh. But, like, how did she not find her? She's a drug lord. I feel like she could find out where a high schooler lives. So like... that, was, that was the thing where, like, that was the end of the episode was someone came through the the door and you didn't know who came through the door at home. Like it was like a, a shot of like the mom reacting to someone coming through the door. I thought that that was the drug cartel coming to look for her. And then maybe it was going to kill her mom or sister. Oh, the end of that episode. Yeah, the end but, of that episode. but then the next episode in, was the, picks up where she just causes havoc on home. town. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, it just picks up and she's screaming at the mom. Like it was rude. that came home. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, but like they don't really have to continue with this stuff. I mean, you can just leave up to interpretation. Yeah. Like Cassie's it's never going to work out with Nate Jacobs anymore. So like what, what's the, her point? I mean, she just, she can't be redeemed. Yeah. Nate, <laughs> like she's Nate sends his dad to jail. I mean that, that storyline's yeah, basically fine. Uh, I mean, he's going to continue to be a sociopath. He won't want something to do with Cassie and, or Maddie. So, okay. Uh, Rue is clean. Who cares she's about happy. Kat? It seems like, like where she's trying to figure out happiness. Jules is somewhat kind of just like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Elliot's just playing his guitar in his room. So, I mean... <laughs> really good heartwarming moments between Lexi and Rue about their their dads and stuff. Like, they're... I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Tom Holland was a guest, a guest appearance in the, in the crowd. And, I mean, and they what can't else do you bring really need? this cast back for another year at high school. Like, it just can't they happen. They can. They can't. It, they can do it. 
freshman and sophomore like, year. Yeah, now they got to like go the junior and senior year. Season of um, Wet Hot American Summer, where like it was supposed to be a prequel to the movie, but they were all like playing like young versions of themselves, but there was no makeup done. They just looked old, but they were playing like <laughs> like a thirty three like, year old Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, and, like, Elizabeth Paul Rudd was trying Banks, to be like yeah. he was like fifteen, <laughs> and, like just yeah, <laughs> it was so ridiculous <laughs> and stupid. But that's what it's gonna be like. That was a funny series. Yeah, I, that's not gonna. I don't care because the show is not about high school. It just happens to take place in a high school like not once do you see anybody doing homework like it has nothing to do with that so i feel like it it almost doesn't matter i guess not but it's like what other setting can you have all of these characters in it's a crutch that these shows do have if you take make it take place in high school like you're almost at a four season limit regardless that's what happened with glee i mean we're gonna see what happens (laughs) with stranger things i mean they haven't had a show and since 2019 as well and all those kids are now 20 years old. <laughs> and so it's like I mean just look at Game of Thrones, dude. Everybody like aged like 20 years during that during that series. I mean, you look at season years. 1 versus season 8, it's crazy. Yeah. Like Bran is like 8 feet taller than season 1, but Yeah, I don't know. So I yeah. I, I am very curious to see what's going to happen with season 3. I know it has been greenlit. Uh I am kind of hoping that Sam Levinson does write and direct all of them again just because I liked how really yeah different it was it was very just out there and dark and twisted and fucked up and it was a it was a singular vision you could tell that this guy had a vision and was trying to make it come to life uh with season one it did feel like more of like a traditional kind of tv show where you do have like multiple directors coming in to kind of tell this overall through line narrative this one's like Mm -hmm. no let's just bob and weave and just like (laughs) go down like rabbit holes with different characters and it was cool and it was all done with a very unique style and and to the point where it's a little distracting at times i mean like when rue and jules are recreating all the different movies and paintings and stuff (laughs) that was like a little much that was funny it's it's still yeah i mean it's it was entertaining nevertheless but yeah this is one of the most unique shows out there right now and uh makes complete sense why season two just blew up the world and is doing so well yeah it seems like any demographic could really get into this show too like my dad has been like into it i don't know if it's in the same way that i'm into it um but you know he's he's watched every episode it's storytelling so. it's just unique storytelling yeah, so yeah i mean it's just cool yeah and i, I do really like sam levinson's style like i i like the mystery of it i love his like the camera work and the 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 color palette and the music is is i have a lot of these these songs on my playlist and i've been listening to them for quite a while now um it's just it's uh i hate to say it but it's pretty euphoric oh wow interesting so i by the way i was completely completely wrong uh where we were texting arrival was not nominated for best picture no, we were texting before the finale. We're like, all right, given Sam Levinson's dark, twisted sense of taste, he's gonna kill somebody mm-hmm. for no reason. He's he's got He's gonna kill someone. Like you know that he wants to. He, like he's gonna kill. He did want a to. minor character probably. And uh, I thought it was gonna be Elliot in some like drug overdose. Um, but you were really adamant about you Elliot thought dying. That and I, I, I was, was like, talking no about way. ashtray. And then I was like, like Fez's younger brother. So I was right. And then I was like, no, no, no. no. Ashtray's safe. They're not going to kill him. 
They shot him in the fucking head. <laughs> like he just they went did. on a yeah. He shot up the entire apartment, which that scene was so over the top, but um, like in a good way. Like it was very intense. It was crazy. Yeah. Like they, the show hasn't had like an an action scene to that extent, and uh, it was, it was insane. It was really well shot. And that's another. It's like we need a season three because I need to see the fallout of Lexi and Fez, and and I need I need to have that emotional so, yeah, kind of like let's go back wrap to season up between three, but like let's maybe get rid of some characters and just focus on the ones that matter. I don't know. Get rid of of of. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Cat, Cat, Maddie, and Cassie. Get them out. I don't care about them. I mean, anymore. we can check as in with them I every looks. now and then and see how their feud's doing, or if they rekindle and I don't care. do like a Jonathan Tucker yeah. must die type of thing, where they team up and try to take down Nate Jacobs. That could be fun, you know. Ooh, where they try to sabotage. Mm, that could be interesting. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah. who knows what's gonna happen? But I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to see more of Rue living a nice, clean, sober life and seeing what she's gonna do, and like with Lexi. But that's the thing. It's like we don't. I guess we don't need it as well. I don't know. But I, I Do we need to see Lexi go to college, make another play, make all these friends, and like Not just? Really, and then yeah. she's like, "Hey, hey, Cassie, told you so. You're a fucking bitch." I don't know. Probably not. But uh, I'll watch it. Yeah, no, I'll watch it. Too. Whatever it is, I mean, I'll watch it. So it's gonna happen. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Can they make a season darker than this one? Like, I feel like everything came to a head. Can it get crazier? I don't think so. I feel like it's more of a resolve I wouldn't put it than past like it getting Sam Levinson. He continues to surprise. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I wouldn't. Be, I want to see what else he does. He needs to do something without know. high school kids, like something, something else, man. Maybe something at like a mental hospital. I don't know, dude. Maybe it's uh, maybe they they should wait like six, years. seven years. Do Euphoria <laughs> reunion. They all have kids. They're all drug addicts. And <laughs> Cassie, <laughs> Cassie's married to Nate Jacobs, but he cheats on her, and she's just fucking psycho, and she just makes stuff on Etsy. That scene with her in the bathroom mirror, like, that was the most Joker-esque shit. That was, ever. she was, like, trying to force a smile. Yeah, she was trying like, to force a weird. smile while hiding back a tear. Like, that was great acting from Sydney Sweeney's part. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, like, the second she lets out that smile, just like that one tear just like comes right down. And it's so haunting. It's terrifying. And then she just throws a razor blade in her mouth and just like turns into the fucking Joker. Robert Pattinson she, comes honestly, out. Honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she did that. I thought she was going to like literally attack Lexi on the stage. Like she, like everything that mattered shit. to her in that moment. Nate Jacobs is the only thing that fucking matters to her. And she just lost that because of her sister. Yep. Like, God damn. Yeah. I am I do want to check out season one. Like I I honestly might check out like just to rewatch it. I might rewatch season one within the next like couple of weeks just to because it is so different than season two. I'm not gonna rewatch season two. That was too much uh to go through. As long again. as you watch the Christmas specials. Um and I might check out the Christmas specials, yeah, because I haven't seen them and I know it does give more context into the characters of Rue and Jules, the relationship. Um I just knew at the time when they released them, I'm like, all right, well, I know season two isn't anywhere near coming out. They haven't even shot it yet. So it's like, why do I just want to watch two one-off episodes? And it was also like during Christmas, during the holidays. I'm like, I don't want to be fucking depressed and watch this <laughs> right now. So I didn't end up watching it, but I, I might check it out now. No, you should. I mean, it was very, 
it was due to COVID, so like you could tell that the episodes were influenced a lot because it's literally two actors, like yeah, like one scene, like for one an hour in each episode. Rue was in a diner in with one the location. sponsor, and then Jules is in a therapist office. Right, yeah, and it goes back and forth, and like actually, Zendaya's in a lot of like flashback scenes and stuff with Jules, and yeah, it's I don't know, it's good if you care about the relationship, which is technically the central focus of the show. Then it's, I mean, it's. It adds a lot yeah. to the uh, the backstory. And now knowing so. what ends up happening to their characters, it might even be more yeah, tragic or see? fun. Yeah, not fun, but still. Not fun. No, not fun. The show is not fun. If you think that you can handle it, because it is graphic, there's a lot of penises, uh, there's a lot of drugs, sex, and alcohol in the show, and it pulls the curtain back on some disgusting aspects of humanity um if you can handle that though i highly recommend checking out euphoria season one and watching euphoria season two because yeah you don't want to miss out on the most talked about show on twitter come on now what show does more fucked up shit game of thrones or euphoria well i mean game of thrones is just violent and well it's also a lot of like fucking your sister and on and like yeah, I guess there is a lot of yeah, like ripping people's testicles off. Yeah, but it also has that like medieval excuse where it's like, yeah, but this is the time. Like people were fucked up back then, so it's that's just accurate to its era. I I don't know, but versus Sydney Sweeney versus just yeah, like yeah, horny teenagers in <laughs> California. <laughs> like I don't know. Sure, yeah, entitled white teenagers that it's have more fucked up parents. Modern fucked up. So yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but. It's so it's it's just well done. It's unique. It's cool. So I would recommend checking it out if you have HBO. Um, I don't think I would ever. I'm not gonna grade it, but it's it's. Yeah, I it's, recommend TV, it. it's hard for me to grade. I mean, it, there's just so many insane moments and a lot of just current dialogue that I think a lot of a lot of shows or movies in America do not explore. Um, you might see more of this in like foreign stuff foreign movies and stuff where they actually do explore this type of thing but with zendaya playing this character i mean she is she is so fucking good i i really need to see her win an oscar someday she will because that would be it's zendaya you know the polar opposite of bella thorne like we've, we've established God. this <laughs> we've, we've yeah. went over this last time yeah it's crazy to see how far you can fall and how far you can rise and zendaya has risen so yeah, it, it's a huge recommend. I don't know if I could rewatch it either because it does take a lot out of you. I think that the weekly commitment is better than just sitting down and watching every episode for this show because, damn, that would that would make me insanely depressed and I probably wouldn't leave my room or turn a light on for a week. So I think there's an episode where Rue does that in season one. And she like refuses to go to the bathroom <laughs> for like four days. <laughs> like, yeah, and she like, pisses herself in her bed or something. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah. euphoria. Check it out at your own risk if you even have HBO Max. Um, I think it's the best streaming service out there, in my opinion. I think it has the best content. Best, I think it has the the most quality. But content that's not held back by any social parameters. Like, it, they will put anything out and they don't care. Yeah. yeah I like that. For the most, yeah. 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 Hmm. A lot of good movies on HBO the Max, fallout. too. 
watch some good movies. Yeah, um, Fallout was good. But no, speaking of uh, other movies, next week is the opposite of this weekend. There, there's so much coming out. Is there a lot of movies? So okay. much coming out next week. It's going to be, you know, there might be multiple movies we talk about. Who knows? But we have maybe no TV. Imagine that we have West Side Story coming out on Disney Plus. It's the only no no. It's one of two films that I have not seen nominated for Best Picture. So I do need to watch it. It's West Side Story, Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this means I have to watch West Side Story when I was trying to avoid it, but it's gotten nominated for so many things. It's on Disney+, Plus. Steven Spielberg. For the cinematography. Never seen the original. The it's fucking amazing. So maybe you can watch it for that aspect. I wonder if it'll be in 4K. I hope it is. Uh, I don't know. Streaming 4K is not there yet. Um, and it'll still look it'll nice. look fine. So yeah, that, so yeah, West Side Story is coming out on Disney Plus. We have Fresh, which was a Sundance hit a couple of months ago during the Sundance Film Festival. I almost got a ticket for this movie, um, but mm. it's going to come out on Hulu. Uh, it looks really interesting. It looks kind of dark and kind of fucked up too. Um, and it has the girl who was in the show called in the Normal People. Yeah, Daisy Edgar Jones. And Sebastian Stan, uh, they're both in this movie, so they could be could, could be fun to check out. Uh, it has uh, has good reviews as well. And then we also have Scream, okay. the remake uh, of Scream, okay. coming out on VOD. Okay, good to know. Uh, Drew Barrymore in it? She's not, but Jenna Ortega takes the crown from uh, oh Drew Barrymore. Fuck, I like Jenna Ortega. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I just remember I I can't remember what movie my dad and I were seeing, but uh, the scream trailer played was turned to each other. And we we're like, why? Huh. <laughs> and like someone behind us was like, oh my god, scream! So, um, well, yeah, it. that comes out on VOD on Tuesday, and then uh, I think the movie that we most likely will talk about uh, is the Batman comes out in theaters this the weekend. Batman. Robert Pattinson, directed by Matt Reeves. I think it's going to be everything that we're hoping it is. It's. Am I going to be able to watch it by the time of the episode? Like, will I be able to get I don't a ticket know. for it? Going to be able to go and check it out on Thursday or Friday, Saturday. Well, like, when does it releases in time for me to actually go out and watch it before the episode? Because I know you're seeing it tomorrow. If so. you can go and watch it on Thursday, this episode will come out. Or is it when we record next week, it'll be next week. Yeah, so yeah, I'll go. See, I'll go see it. Yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, you're not gonna go see the Batman. No, I'm gonna go see the fucking Batman. I'm gonna dress up as Batman for the Batman. <laughs> dress up as like Spider Man. Be like, oh shit! Whoops! And then I go back to the car, drive home, change, come back. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. I'm definitely gonna see that. That sounds awesome. I can't wait. So yeah, most likely a spoiler review of the Batman, and then maybe a uh, quick little review of Fresh or West Side Story. Who knows? We will uh, figure it out. Damn! Imagine if we do West Side Story, Scream, and the Batman. I've seen mm-hmm. Scream. When? How? <laughs> I watched it like two weeks ago. Well, all right. Seven days. No, that's a different movie. Does it? Don't they say that she, the the guy calls a lot? He calls the he makes phone. Makes a lot of phone calls. 
Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. He must have long distance charges. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's what we might watch next week. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening once again. I'm hope I hope it felt as euphoric as it did for us, which it didn't feel that euphoric, so you probably didn't enjoy yourself all that much. But make sure to subscribe to us on uh your preferred podcast platform. That would be Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I believe Apple Podcasts is by far our most subscribed to platform. Um, so yeah, make sure to follow us over there. Leave a review if you like the show. Even if you don't like the show, leave a negative review. I don't care. As long as you write something, it's better than nothing. Um, also, check out our other show. We're going to be talking about Leon the Professional on Collector's Corner with Nate. He's going to be on that. Um, my steelbook version of Leon the Professional, Natalie Portman. Right? He likes milk a lot, and he likes doing sit-ups in that movie. He loves his plan. He does love his plant. Yeah. I almost bought a, a fake plant at Marshall's the other day. Didn't do it. Already a lot of stuff in my cart. But yeah, follow us at those movie dudes on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and DM us if you have a movie recommendation. Please, please send it over. We've seen so many movies, so we've probably seen it, but feel free to do it anyway. And that's going to be Toodles from me. Quack, quack. Toodles. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Tuesday, and you can stay up to date with everything related to those movie dudes by following us on Instagram.